to Full Spectrum Survivor, bringing you the headlines from America and from around the world that you need to know. The things going on around our planet that impact us every day. The reason that we are the prepared. I want you to take a look at this video from a farmer. This man, wise beyond his years, was born in the year 1842. He has some things to say about the world. You have to remember that this was filmed in the year 1929, in between the World War I and World War II period. He has definitely seen some things. Let's listen for a moment for what he has to say. We live in a world of change. The change you get the same as the one when I was boiled in Argo. The sun rises in the east and sets in the west. But when I was a boy, we didn't have the telegraph. Didn't have the telephone, of course, no the electric lights, nor any of these other things which have come up to bother us. It's a long day for good and good. Twenty good, so few boys thinking you're living in just the best time of the world history. So it's great, but it's no better than uh, our father's hand, and I don't believe it's very much better than that. To summarize, for anybody who had a hard time understanding him, he says that we live right now in a world of change. The trees, the sun, the stars, they have stayed the same. But he didn't have um, but he didn't have growing up the things that we have today, he says, to bother us or to make things better. He says that the good old boys think that they are living in the best of times, but he doesn't believe that the people growing up today are living much better than his grandparents did or his grandchildren were. These are wise words. In his talking points, they really hit home for us. He lived through the First World War, but I don't know that he lived through the Second. Things change, of course, but they do remain the same. We see this happening today as much as we did in 1929. This is, of course, a time when people toiled at work, but that hasn't changed much from today. What we know is that in the year 1971, long after this was produced, the U.S. government created a crime against the future. It abandoned the gold standard backing of paper money, and it turned it wholly upon trust. When this man was young, he likely saw a lot of death from things that could be prevented using modern antibiotics. So too it happened when he was young and when he was old, that a man and a woman, knowing exactly that, were able to grow their own food, make a home for themselves on land that they could find, live, if they wish, removed from the rest of society, from the change of this world, and in doing so, buffer themselves from the hardships coming down the line in the next 20 years. That is your choice today. Although you cannot just pick up your things and go find a piece of land to make your own, without utilizing the money that governments covet. You do have a choice today to act, to do something to the best of your ability to live as removed from change as possible, and in doing so, to prepare yourself and your family for the hardships that each one of us might experience over the course of the next three years, maybe into the next 10 or 20 years. This man is not likely to have expected World War II at the time of this video. 
Do you know many people that are expecting World War III today? What about tyranny or changes in economic status? Let's be a little bit more like this young gentleman. Sure of our place in this world and certain of the things that we must endure for survival without seeking too much change. And change is exactly what we see happening right now. The old world order is out. A new world order brought to the forefront by China, by Russia, by India, and by some Middle Eastern countries is rising at a pace that even the governments of the Western world could not have anticipated. They are scrambling now to gain assets in these other countries that will be rising power stars in the next couple of years. We see massive change with the US government taking place in Pakistan, in Ukraine, in India, in other countries where the US and other Western nations are attempting to gain a foothold into the economy because politicians know that the United States dollar, once pivoted as the herald or the, uh, the harbinger of power, is now weakening. And with it, so will our quality of life here in America. Speaking on Russia, the deputy chairman of the Russian Security Council, Dmitry Medvedev, has said that Russia will continue to speak with each one of its enemies in the language of force. Medvedev says that sending the frigate near NATO's shores is the main New Year's gift to the Western world. They're preparing right now for a massive conflict, one that pits Russia directly against NATO. They're already getting their people inside the country ready for this to happen, ready for the first shots to be fired. Will it be surrounding a false flag event, either in Russia or beyond those borders? That is still an unknown. There's a possibility that we will see a nuclear event because of this conflict that rages on today. And so that is why you get ready. The US government believes that the Putin allies want control of salt and gypsum mines in Ukraine. The US thinks that these allies, one in particular, the head of the Wagner Group, sent troops into the region because of an interest in both gypsum and salts. That's a US official being reported directly to Reuters. The USA, in turn, is sending Sea Sparrow anti-air missiles to Ukraine, which Ukraine will launch from existing Soviet-era launchers. This is part of a new $4 billion package for the region. Now, that's far across American borders. But what's happening right on our borders? Kelly and I have been watching closely video coming out of Mexico, the Sinaloa era, uh, area that I can't even show you here. It would just be one giant blurred out image and you would barely see movement behind the blurs. But what's happening there is literally a war. You have video of individuals shooting up at police helicopters, shooting up at, uh, at airlines, just regular, regular airlines that are taking citizens to and from. You have them taking down military posts you have huge gunfights breaking out in the streets, people dropping to the ground. This is happening right at your southern border, America. And this is what is coming for you. This is the future of our country. Sure, some areas in Mexico are beautiful. They're pristine. People there love America. So too will it be that some areas of America will be beautiful, pristine, 
and filled with people who love America. But what you're going to see is a change in the social contract very soon. You're going to see a power structure shift. With it, you will see violence. And because of that violence, I want you and your family to remain aware of what can happen and be prepared to evacuate from it as soon as possible. Even if you're not as mobile as you would like to be, please make a uh, plan with friends and family to come pick you up. Make sure that you can get out. Have a working egress point from your home. Be able to leave your area as soon as possible. Take yourself on a paper map because you won't be able to rely on digital maps and draw concentric circles. Draw a shockwave pattern away from your home. Make points on that map where you and your family will try to stop. Maybe it's a restaurant, a rest stop. Maybe a restaurant. Maybe a grocery store. And then other family members who are evacuating your area will know places to check as you go there. Leave a signal if you go from one area to the next as the wave of, of uh, circles away from your primary location continues to lengthen. Maybe you stop at rest stop A. Leave a signal there of some sort. Maybe it's spray paint on a bathroom stall. Maybe it's something on, uh, you know, uh, near the water fountain. That lets other family members know that you have left there and gone on to the next position. You definitely can't rely on communication, and we are seeing in this war in Mexico huge amounts of looting. Predators that have nothing to do with the gangs, they are taking advantage of the situation and perpetrating violent crime against normal citizens. These same predatory circles lurk in every Western country, from Europe to Canada, America, and beyond. These are the very same predators that are waiting for something, a disruption in the way of things to attack places in your city. It may have started earlier with attacks on infrastructure. We're definitely seeing train damage and train derailments taking place. Months back, we had food production facilities going up in flames at numbers that you would have, have never believed. It's absolutely ridiculous that nobody in mainstream or at a governmental level is attempting to put these pieces together for you. It just shows you that they care more about your money, your vote, their power, and their money than anything else. But back to what's happening in Mexico, looting in Sinaloa as Mexican security forces are battling cartels, the Sicaros, uh, Sicarios. It's absolutely crazy, writes in one respondent with the video. Mexican helicopters are seen firing on civilian positions just in the hopes of taking out one or two of the cartel members. We're seeing reports of planes being involved in the battle. It's absolutely a madhouse. Russia is said to be hiring mercenaries in the Balkans right now. The Balkans are the main source of mercenary fighters for Russia, says one report. That's according to Ukrainian Special Forces and the National Resistance Center, the organization of those forces. According to that center, a key figure in the recruitment process is veteran Serbian mercenary snipers. They fought for Russia against Ukraine in 2014, and they are recruiting the likes to do it again. Japan is getting ready for a massive change to take place in the South China Sea. When China finally moves on Taiwan, you are going to see Japan and South Korea both become involved. 
and getting prepared for that, Japan is readying ammo storage networks closer to Taiwan. Defense officials that are speaking on this say that they need to spread out their firepower with dozens of new depots so that when one gets hit by China, they don't all get hit by China. I think that Russia has shown us just how dangerous that is. These defense officials are saying that dozens of ammunition and weapons depots on far-flung southwestern islands are needed to prepare for what is coming as the Taiwan crisis. Japan right now has around 1,400 ammunition storage facilities. 70% are located in the country's northernmost mainland island, more than 2,000 kilometers away from the East China Sea. Defense planners seek to spread these supplies out, make them more accessible to Taiwan and pro-Taiwan forces in the coming battle. The Defense Ministry has estimated that ground defense forces will need 90 additional ammunition depots within the next few years. They say this is a top priority for them. Large columns of Turkish-supplied MRAPs are being spotted in Ukraine as Turkey decides whether it's going to side with NATO in the West or it's going to side with Russia. Turkey is the country right now that is benefiting one of the most from this Russian conflict. Russian natural gas. Some of the other goods that are coming out of Russia, even though Turkey is uh, being held to and bound by certain agreements, we're seeing huge benefits on the black market there. Same thing with China, who is not bound to these Western and NATO agreements. What will Turkey do in the coming months? That might shape the war in the coming years. According to a recent study, common bacterial infections have been linked to one in eight deaths. Uh, disease specialists say that it is of the utmost important, uh, importance to put these results on the radar of global health initiatives. We're actually doing a little bit for our Patreon members right now, speaking on bacterial infections and remaining, uh, retaining high hygiene, even on the battlefield. Did you know that waterborne disease kills more people around our world than all of the gunfights, all of the bullets combined? So why don't they have everybody knowing exactly what to do to get their water safe to drink, knowing what to look out for? Why don't they give test kits out that can easily detect some of the things like cryptosporidium? Why don't they teach people how to desalinate, how to distill, and how to filter their water? Back in the early 1900s, sand filters were created, and they were going to use these on a near industrial scale. Entire cities that were being developed were going to use massive water treatment centers using only sand filtration. What you do is you create a filtration system that goes through different layers of sediment to the finest at the bottom. You make sure that you're filtering with carbon as well. And once you leave this and you continue pouring water through the top, of course, you're going to want to take out the sediment in the water to the best of your ability. It actually creates something with a name of a Schmutz deck. That's a layer of algae at the top that traps things like oil, other compounds that can't be taken out with modern filtration. Why don't they do this? Well, you wouldn't need to buy it. You can just make it for yourself. So we hope that people are getting ready for this to affect them in the future. A new report shows that the U.S. is preventing Israeli fighter pilots with foreign passports from flying the F-35 jets due to information security concerns. This means that highly qualified pilots will not be assigned to Israel's most advanced warplanes, and this, they say, will have an effect on 
Iran, and Israel's war. One Defense and Aerospace, Consberg, has signed a substantial contract with the Commonwealth of Australia for naval strike missiles and supporting equipment. This is because Australia is being forced to choose sides, and currently they have sided with a free and open Indo-Pacific. That means that they will back the United States of America and other countries, including South Korea, Japan, possibly even the Philippines, in this open Pacific against China. Australia knows what that means. They need to arm up or shut up. In the economy, economists say that over the next 12 months, most currencies are expected to gain against the U.S. dollar. Something many people missed directly from the Federal Reserve's recent meetings was that they said no participants anticipated that it would be appropriate to begin reducing the federal funds rate in the year 2023. This is the Federal Reserve literally warning you that even if they flip here and there, we're going to see rates continue to increase. They're going to gain more money from the people with money. Everything has pointed to us being in a recession. And then they dropped the unemployment figures. Now, Biden came out and said, look how great this is. The most people employed ever. And they act like this is a good thing. That you need two jobs just to pay your bills. That's what employment figures show. You see, if we had massive uh, drops in employment, but people were still staying above water, that would be a true great America. But instead, they want you working more jobs than ever. And in fact, the Federal Reserve, as they willfully allowed inflation to go up and corporations were even told that they could raise their prices and people would continue to purchase their goods. The Federal Reserve sat back two years ago and said, it's good for the economy. Inflation will cause people to get a second job. That's exactly what they want. With decades high mortgages, housing affordability at all time lows, rent at a near all time high, people are being implicitly told on social media and through news organizations that they should not want to own a home. You remember the saying, you'll own nothing and be happy. Now, news articles are being written almost every single week that tell people why it's bad to own a home. They throw in sprinkles of truth into it, like you're getting locked into that position while another one might, uh, another home might go for cheaper and you could have made a better decision. They're telling people not to ever own anything and to be happy. I wanna know, I wanna question, uh, I want to ask you a question. They say that people don't want to work, right? And I get that. A lot of people don't want to work for the wages that are offered them. But how can we simultaneously say that McDonald's can't find workers and McDonald's today has come out and said that they plan to reorganize and cut jobs? In the Federal Reserve, Cook says that despite recent encouraging signs, inflation remains far too high and of great concern. Bostic of the Fed says the economy of the United States is slowing. The challenge that we are going to face is the pace at which demand will come down in environments of differential family savings. How are you and yours preparing to lose a job? Will you still get by? What will you have to do just to scrape and make ends meet? I want to get to a couple of viewer questions here. The first one comes to us from a viewer that goes by the name of Dick Johnson. Maybe it's Dick's name. Maybe he's just playing around with us. The question says, hypothetically speaking, 
If a person is getting older and weaker, should they sell their heavier, higher caliber kinetic tools or just keep and just keep the lighter ones? A lot of people suggested, no, they shouldn't sell them. I'm mixed about my answer to this because if you don't have anybody in your group that's capable of using them, while a weapon of any sort is better against an aggressor than a weapon of, a weapon of no sort, you want to be able to maneuver with it. You need to be able to shoot, to move, and to communicate. So Dick, while I appreciate the question, I think that you will have to consider what's right for you and what's right for your group. You have younger, able-bodied individuals that are capable of handling heavy recoil weapons. And if you do, maybe selling or granting to them the use of those weapons during a time of duress would be the best course of action for you. Winter Soldier, question. Brad, aside from turmeric powder paste and hot iron, what are other DIY methods to cauterize wounds and gashes? Otis replies to that. Says you can use a loom crystal. It really slows bleeding and it's also a disinfectant. Sean says crazy glue or some equivalent. Otis replies, I have used super glue for open wounds, but you have to slow the bleeding down for it to work. My friend works at a prison and when inmates get slashed, the wounds are prepared to slow or stop the bleeding and then glue it shut with super glue and then they are sent to the hospital. I should point out that it could take a while, if not days, to get sent to the hospital in the prison setting unless their wounds are so severe that they could be a cause of death. Pupil's Cat, a retired nurse here on the channel, has given great amounts of health information freely to people in our community and his own. Check out his channel. He replied and said, received uh, loads of bad advice, he says, speaking of other replies. Never glue it. Never use non-sterile goods. Have quick clot. If not, Cotton-wide weave sterilized by canning into the wound and change after soaking with sterile saline or water. He continues to use scary strips to close if you don't have sutures. Never suture it tight. If you can suture any internal bleeding or, or, excuse me, arteries, use a tourniquet to briefly stop the flow. Act fast before shock hits you, but clean it out of all the dirt and clothing that is in there. Avoid aspirin, including creams, while healing because they pose a bleeding risk. Immobilize the joints above and below the wound. Elevate it over your heart if you can. In an SHTF, amputation is likely for gunshots, so avoid gun fights. He says to have a merrier new year. I do take that to heart. I also know that I have a couple of scars here in my face and some others on my body that, as a younger gentleman, I have super glued shut. Now, the difference between the super glue that you'll get uh, on the street and what they have at the hospital setting is a matter of it being sterile. You could be introducing bad things into your body, maybe even into your bloodstream if you haven't uh, stopped the bleeding. You definitely don't want that to happen. A lot of people will also not know how to irrigate a wound. If you don't take out all the grime, bacteria, nastiness, and I mean severe irrigation, the reason why when you go into a hospital or an urgent care setting, they give you some lidocaine or other numbing, uh, numbing medication is because they're going to scrape away at all the nasty inside of that wound. If you're not capable of doing that yourself, you are going to have an infection. Something as small as falling on asphalt, maybe even a piece of organic like falling in the woods. You don't see that you had a piece of 
uh, organic stuff or asphalt stuff, maybe just a small rock inside of the wound. It can be very, very small. You super glue that shut and you've basically just introduced a bacteria-ridden foreign body into your body. You are going to have an infection. If you're not able to have it taken out and get on antibiotics, you have a much larger problem on your hands. I do keep super glue in my first aid kit. I will use it if I have to. I won't use it if I don't. Thank you guys so much for all of the things that you do for our community. Thank you, Hoople's Cat, for coming on here and discussing your education, your knowledge, your wisdom with other people. Thank you guys for sharing what you have learned over the years. From my family, oh, I almost forgot. For a while here, we're going to be putting out videos earlier in the day because a couple of days a week, we are going to start doing a live show. So I want you to start on this video. Ask your questions today that you want to be answered tonight or tomorrow. We're going to grab the questions from this video and we're going to get right into them, answering them on the live show. We are also setting up a call-in number and we're going to take select viewers from the community that have been here a long time, hopefully avoiding all of the trolls that are out there, even though we don't have many. Some people would just love to have an outlet to say some things that YouTube wouldn't like. We are going to have people call in that we trust here on the community with a little bit of a delay. And we're going to discuss the things that matter the most to each one of us. The experiences that we have had, the people that have hurt us and the people who have loved us. Those that we have helped and the people that will help us. I think it's going to be a good thing for our community because it goes another step beyond just our discussion here and allows us to really show that we are in this together. Make sure you leave your question here on this video with the word question first. Leave it in all capital letters if you can. From my family to yours, please stay safe, remain vigilant, and keep watch. This week's Full Spectrum News is brought to us by you, all of our members on Patreon. Make sure that you check out contingencymedical.com. Sunday, January 8th, bringing you the news that you need to know here only on Full Spectrum Survival on YouTube every single day. Things are starting to pop off in the country of Bolivia. We have some ground footage here of police and riot control personnel clashing with protesters in the region after the arrest of a prominent Bolivian opposition figure. This had locals calling for a complete damnation of the current political structure as well as criticism from human rights advocates and throwing a spotlight, of course, on how both the country's right side and its left side of politics have used a weak judicial system to go after opponents. What we're starting to see here is a parallel, one between third world countries and the United States of America, where each side, when they don't get their way, call for the damnation of the other, for imprisonment of the other side. This is always what leads us into civil conflict during a time of social unrest. This is a breaking of the social contract. Police have arrested Luis Camacho, a so-called politically right-sided government uh, governor. This is of the opposition political region and a farming province there. They arrested him on terrorism charges related to what authorities called a coup attempt. 
Now, if that doesn't draw a parallel to what is happening with uh, U.S. ex-president Donald Trump and what is happening with the current ruling president, Biden, I don't know what is. What we can expect in our near future here is a continuation of this divide, one where they don't care if you no longer have a family to talk to. They are going to push one side or the other, propping them up into a position of power, and eventually this will lead to tyranny. With growing similarity to the direction that American politics have taken, we hear calls for anger and aggression similar to what we see in the United States of America's left versus right divide including this. We have seen in the past, this is a quote, how the crime of terrorism has have been used by the left, they say, and right-wing governments as an instrument to persecute and prosecute opponents. Human white, uh, rights watch groups are saying that what is happening there is just as fragile as what is happening in the USA. They suggest that we are only a, an attempt at violence away from a complete breaking of our social contract here. What's involved in that contract? That, of course, means the people who go to work to keep your lights on, people who keep the garbage being picked up. It only takes a couple of weeks of having no access to garbage removal in a city or metropolitan area until you have disease on an increase, until you have that breakdown in the rule of law that will cost the lives of your friends and family that live in those regions. ECB. Lane says this year inflation is expected to be fairly large. Wage negotiations, they say, are currently underway, and this will put upward pressure on prices in the coming years, not just in Europe, but across the world. Wages have, uh, wages have fallen, they say, real wages, by a significant amount. If energy prices continue to fall, there should be less pressure, they say, on food prices and core inflation, but the general expectation is that we are going to see a price increase in the next six to eight months, one that they say will be entrenched for the next couple of years. There's a full expectation now that we are going to have inflation in the USA reach into our pocketbooks and take the money that you earn every day for the next three to five years. What is there to be done about that? Not very much, but what you can do is prepare for it today. You see every can of food that you purchase today, which the USDA does say has an indefinite shelf life, as long as it is not spoiled in one way or the other, even past the expiration date. What you can do is make those purchases today. That's going to save you. It's hedging against the coming price increases. What no one is saying is that we're going to see sustained lower prices anytime in the future. I had a couple of questions here on the channel about people saying, should they buy property and should they buy a house right now? Let me tell you, if you are in a position where paying too much for a piece of property is okay, absolutely, right now is the time to buy because tomorrow it might not be, uh, be available. But if you are able to wait and you don't want to pay a severely hyperinflated price on property, you might want to uh, wait what they expect to be about six to eight months and you start seeing prices come down. In fact, we are seeing complete pieces of garbage where people don't even own the rights to the minerals underneath them try to sell for upwards of $300,000, and $500,000. Nobody is going to bite on these offers most likely and you're going to see the people who are holding these notes continue to wait until prices are forced downward. 
Barkin has said that the Federal Reserve cannot repeat its stop and start cycle that battled inflation in the 1970s. Estimates from studies right now show that it can take 12 months from a demand pullback to reduce the rate of inflation. There's a cycle of events here. They let corporations raise the prices artificially. It's not because they're paying their employees more. It's not because the raw cost of goods went up that much. You see these corporations are charging you more while making record profits. That means that they are just that, making more money. And so it takes 12 months, they say, of less people being able to afford their food, afford their phones, afford their services, and afford their goods. And then these corporations will finally say, you know what, I think we have pushed things too far. But we are going to see lots of bankruptcies and other fallouts come between now and then. In that case, you and your family need to be prepared for an emergency fund, or at least what you will do if you lose your job, your main source of employment. Everybody that I am talking to out of them, only a few out of dozens and dozens are making more real money. I'm not talking about more hourly, but having more money to spend right now than they were in the year 2019. Why? Because this is the downfall of an empire. This is exactly what happens to a currency when it is no longer as viable as it once was. You are either now a have or I have not. You know, it's so funny when I when I catch flack on this channel from people saying that why do I always uh, you know pounce on these multi-billionaires that are out here saying people need to stop crying and whining and get back to work. Let me tell you why. People are only backing these multi-billionaires because they are wanting to get into a club that they will never ever be a part of. It's kind of like a, uh, a an unfortunately an unfortunate genetic person, that is to say, maybe they aren't the most charismatic, telling people that they should all look like the Kardashians, and why should you bash the Kardashians, and everybody wants to look like them and be like them. They are not realists. They want to be something that they are not. I'm trying to tell you how it is. Do I think it's fair to have a socialist or communist uh, system? Absolutely not. But what we have went from is a working capitalist market into one of corruption. And that's the name of the game now. You can only have that divide so long before you have people literally homeless camping outside of mansions. We have uh, a member of our community here who works at an Amazon place in the state of Washington. Amazon individuals. He works in IT. They make a good amount of money for IT work there. You know what they have outside of their gates and fences? Homeless people living up and down the streets. It's not too dissimilar to what you see in California, in Nevada, even into the South. Here in Florida, when Kelly and I came back to take care of some family things, we were shocked that over the course of three to five years, you went from seeing almost no homeless individuals or houseless individuals to a complete change where every stoplight could have a panhandler, every bridge, somebody living underneath it. They've made things worse, of course, by not allowing individuals to live inside of their car. There's nothing worse than being so down hard on your times that you don't have a home to call your own. And then even though you have a vehicle, it's now illegal for you to live inside of it. 
Teslas are, are now 40% cheaper in China. They've price cut these cars in China. Why won't they do it in America? Russian soldiers' widows are calling, uh, these groups of Russian soldiers' widows are calling on Putin and all of the Russian government to order a large-scale mobilization of millions of men. They say it is up to the government right now to close the borders and really get to this war. On the ground, intelligence reports show that UKR forces are currently holding the initiative. It's unlikely that these forces will, without at least two to three corps, plus multiple other battalion involvements, be able to pull forces north to northwest again. However, these events are taking place in a changing war. Even in the midst of this fighting, given other reporting of UKR forces and other stocks of uh, munitions being withdrawn from areas, we continue to foresee movement to the north to reopen these border regions and to reclaim land from Russia. Now, what does that tell you? This war is anything from over. There's a general expectation right now that this war is going to last the next three to five years, and it's going to begin to involve multiple countries. That's going to mean your inflation goes up, your supply demand, your supply chain continues its rocky route and path. Get ready for China to act. Russia's president has made an open commitment to the Chinese people and its communist leadership, saying that Russia is committing to the strengthening of cooperation between Russia and China, as well as its military forces. Ukrainian intelligence communities have information saying that Putin is considering the possibility of carrying out a nuclear weapons provocation against Ukraine from the occupied territory of Crimea or possibly from Belarus. They say when it comes to the threat of nuclear weapons, we must understand that this threat will only bring the end of modern Russia closer. Yes, there is information they say that Putin is considering occupied Crimea and a territory inside of Belarus to carry out these provocations. All of this information they say is tracked. Intelligence is being given to Western governments, and so it will not come as a surprise to anyone. According to these outlets, Ukrainian military intelligence is monitoring Russian nuclear weapons movements, particularly the tactical ones, and they are aware of these weapons locations. Now, they say they are aware, but what's really happening is the United States of America and NATO has sent their intelligence operatives deep inside of Russia. They have activated their spy outlets inside of the country, and you're starting to see some of that information being shared with the uh, Ukrainian government who then in turn brings it public as though it was from their own intelligence agency back to the world. This is going to give a degree of deniability and one of credibility for the next couple of months movements. Until victory, until peace returns to Europe, this is the French president. Our support, speaking of France, will not weaken for Ukraine. I confirmed, he says to President Zelensky, that France will provide combat tanks and will continue its support in terms of air defense to the country. It has also been reported that France already supplied Kiev with rocket launchers, air defense systems, armored personnel carriers, as well as anti-tank and anti-aircraft missiles. It will, he says, continue to do so until Ukraine wins this war. However, we don't see that change coming this year. I want to get to a viewer question or two here on the channel. The first question is going to come to us from a viewer that goes by the name of Rick Mars. Question, 
he says of a recent video. Why does little Susie have credit cards in the first place? Why? Because part of this corrupt capitalism uh, in, in this market, remember I'm pro-capitalist, part of the corruption that I am against is that they use predatory lending practices against the youth. You get in the college, don't worry, we'll let you borrow the money. Oh, you need a car, but you can't afford it, don't worry, we'll let you borrow that. Oh, you can't even afford to pay for your groceries or your textbooks, don't worry, we'll give you credit cards for that. That is predatory. You create somebody into an environment where they need you, you prey upon them, and then you never let them go. That I am against. Eyes Laidlaw says, Brad, question. How do you envision the UK playing out in all of these events? Do you still feel the strong relationship between the US and the UK will continue through these difficult times? I says, keep up the good work. We all appreciate you. Stay safe. So the UK, I believe, will be with the United States, unfortunately, possibly for the UK, until the end of the United States of America as an empirical power. You're going to see a control structure change here soon. The United States dollar is expected to weaken. China is already moving their currency, hitting it against the USA. They're already buying oil from Russia and oil from Saudi Arabia in their own currency, where they have only purchased it in United States dollars in the past. We are definitely seeing that change. Will the UK be there with the USA for its military and for its defense practices? Yes, I believe so. Line Dites says, question, have you considered the fact that lots of people aren't working right now due to drugs and they can't pass a drugs test? I know for a fact in areas that there are tons of jobs opening, uh, job openings, but not enough people are applying. They say these are $20 jobs. They can't get enough people, Lynn says, to pass the drug test. Out of all the people that I know who are trying to get a second or a third job just to make their ends meet, not one of them has not been able to pass a drug test. So you can't necessarily blame a, uh, a small minority of problems on the entire issue. Yes, there are people who can't pass a drug test, but usually those people aren't going to try to get 20, 30, $40 jobs. They know they're going to get tested. Instead, they're the ones who are making up some of the foundation class of jobs. That's the people who are, and I'm thanking them. I know a lot of, we have a lot of foundation class workers here. And what I mean by that is the rest of the country has been built on your back. You're in the service industry. You're building the actual buildings that people are working in. You're cleaning the toilets. You're bagging the things so that they don't have to do it themselves. Of course, Walmart and Target and all those outlets are trying to get away with that, trying to do away with that. Next thing they're trying to do is make it so you can't even bag it yourself in a plastic bag. Now you have to purchase from them a reusable bag and then check out your own goods and then put it into the bag yourself, put it into the cart and then take it out to the car. Don't you remember a time like I do when they would bag it for you in a nice recyclable paper bag or one that you could keep for the fireplace and then they would walk it to the car for you and then they would ask you if they could put it in for you and then they would not accept a tip. Those were the good old days. So Lynn's question, do I think that that's a, a big consideration? Uh, I do think that that is a consideration, but that's definitely not the problem or the root of the problem that we're in. Annalisa, question, Brad, do you see an idea of how the United States' next civil war might start? Annalisa says, I live 15 miles from a downtown area. 
where in 2020, a 100-day riot happened. And the things that happened there. Downtown, uh, this, I'm not going to give the, the region. You can see it breaking out in the South first. What about in city centers or in grocery stores first? What are your feelings about how it will start? That really depends on what is driving the conflict and the social unrest. Is it opportunity? Like the civil uh, civilian war going on in Mexico right now where the cartels are against local government and the military? If it's opportunity like that, you're going to see looting at grocery stores, looting like there is there, looting at big box stores, looting at electronics places. Predators will take advantage of those opportunities. But if instead it's a political divide, it's going to happen all over. Let's start, of course, with just one person's life being lost, as it has in the past. But soon, that lost life will be used for motivation, for political means. You know, all a government wants, and each side, each politician, they're not there to just help you. They are there because they want money, and they want power. And they will never stop until they get more money, and they get more power. And so in their never-ending drive for greed for those two things, they don't see the forest beyond the trees. They don't care about the people that they are dividing. They just push those buttons and push those buttons and continue to pork the people and wrench them up. You're coming to a point in time now where people are snapping. I've mentioned to you multiple incidents that I have seen with my own eyes of people losing their grasp on reality and even worse and more dangerously, they're losing their grasp on cause and effect. They're no longer realizing that if they act upon these impulses at this time, there's going to be a massive negative reaction for their future of life, possibly their life at all. And so we're seeing small arguments turn into violent, life-ending events. We're seeing more abuse of drugs and alcohol all across the country, more depression, more anxiety, more of the worst of people. And so I hope that you will act as a beacon of light to everybody around you. See, you are able to understand what happens, do your chores, get any prep work done that you need to, and then still have fun. And so the people who are just in the cycle of chores and never catching up and chores and chores, they're going to look to your behavior and say, okay, why, why are you so happy? Talk to them. Well, I got this put away. I'm not too worried about this. I'm trying to take an action here never with any bravado and never with any button pushing of why it needs to be done, just what you're doing. Show by example. Be the light that people need right now. Reach out and talk to people who are having a hard time. Maybe your contagious good behavior will affect them for the rest of their life. If nothing else, you spend a little bit of your time doing good. Thank you guys for being here with us every single day. Remember, if you're watching this video on any other platform, come over to YouTube, hit the subscribe button, the bell alert. Do me a favor right now. If you have the bell alert notified, we're getting, uh, they call it amplification restriction. Hit the bell alert right now, uncheck it, and then recheck it. And when you do, click all or every video or something to that extent. That way, every day, you get a new alert when this video comes out. Please do that for me and let us know if you're not getting those notifications in the future. Leave one comment and one reply to someone else's comment 
especially if you see a question. But most of all, stay safe and keep watch. This week's Full Spectrum News is brought to us by you, all of our members on Patreon. If you're looking for real prescription antibiotics prescribed by a real doctor, check out contingencymedical.com and use the code FSS10 for a discount there. Also, nutrientsurvival.com forward slash FSS offers real high nutrient long-term food storage, unlike anything you're going to get anywhere else. I've used them for a long time and they work very hard and take respect in their work to keep the nutrients involved. Use the code FSS15 to get a 15% discount. Please everyone stay safe. Ukraine and some Russian nationalist 